are the sixth borough wrestling podcast a brand new podcast for the fans by a couple of fans by a couple of jabronis no nobody in the industry we don't know nobody <laughs> we, we we don't know shit about shit when but it comes to the industry we're here to entertain you we're here to talk about wrestling because two dudes from yonkers new york hence tommy dreamers ecw music Intro introducing us today, and Greg, the cross, the cross county, county kid. kid. I'm Lockwood Rafa Rispo. We are here to just have some fun, man. Right? We're we gonna have some fun. Of course. Yeah. Always ready to have fun. Yeah. Like I said, we, like Greg said, we don't know anyone in the industry, so we're not trying to pretend to be know-it-alls here. We're just gonna talk about some experiences that we've had. With, uh, you know, with pro wrestling, man, WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, TNA, AEW, whatever, man, anything about anything. Exactly. And it is such an interesting time in the wrestling business right now that it was worth starting this up. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, we're, we're probably on about a year, right? Yeah. Trying just, to get this we going. We just decided to stop texting each other all this shit and decided to do a little podcast rather than text each other every day about all this crap. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny because when you listen to the podcast like Bruce Pritchard comes out with and with Conrad and, and that evolved into the whole thing with Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone and now Jim Ross, it started with conversations that Pritchard and... Conrad would have and they're like you know why don't we make this a podcast and it's the same thing with us it's like you know, I got a couple other friends you know that we talk about wrestling but not like Greg and I Greg and I like we the, the, the CC dub the cross county kid CCK I should say what I say CC dub, <laughs> C-C dub. <laughs> no it's 6B dub is the 6B dub so 6 borough meaning you know everyone likes to call uh, people from Yonkers like to call Yonkers the six borough, so why not six borough wrestling, right, bud? Right, exactly. So uh, as I was saying, um, you know, we have a lot of chats and and you know we 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 text a lot. We went to WrestleMania together. That's right. You know, um, um, we've known each other for quite a bit of time now, a couple of years now. What was exactly. it? About five years now, about maybe. Five or six. Yeah. Yep. You know, we're both we're both barbers, and just we you know we would do nothing but talk about wrestling and we get it you know we get each other yep we know what each other's thinking like when <laughs> it's a funny story because uh you know we went to wrestlemania like i said exactly and um um originally we were supposed to go with my girlfriend she had a uh, uh, tickets to to the event uh for me for christmas she couldn't go she had work commitment but who better to take than the guy who i could see an ico pro t-shirt and he know what Ico Pro is, you know, exactly. like if I'm walking around with my girlfriend, I'm like, ah, Ico Pro. I'm saying it to my myself, and and you know, she wouldn't get me, is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. When, when it comes, or to when that. I pointed out that old style NWO Hollywood Hogan shirt. Yeah, exactly. And you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, which one? The one with the with him with the arms, yeah, you know? Of the, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. Of course. <laughs> Well, there's the there's the Hogan one with the with the red wing, you know. Yeah, I just told him that you knew what I was talking about. But but I mean, there's two, but there's two. There's more than one. I understand that. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. No, yeah, you don't. I don't think you really do. <laughs> I do. You don't really do. All right. Well, whatever. So what we're gonna do here is, 
we're just gonna kind of introduce the podcast. Um, you know, listen, we're we're this is our first time doing this thing. You know, so we're gonna make some mistakes. We're gonna fumble. We're gonna bumble a little bit. Stumble. <laughs> we're gonna do all the umbles. But we're gonna get better. Yeah, we're gonna get more of a better format than just kind of sure. Kind of we well, going. right now we're just gonna wing it. So basically, I mean, I do have some some notes here, but. So what we're going to do is tell us, tell us a little bit about us and how we f- first started watching and, you know, what hooked us, who our favorites were. So, Greg, cross-county kid, <laughs> tell, me, uh, tell me when you started watching wrestling. That's right. Shout-out to Hawthorne Avenue in Yonkers, New oh, York. There you go, Hawthorne right. Avenue. Anyways, um, I started when I was a kid in the 80s. first thing that hooked me, of course, was the Mega Powers, Macho Man Hogan. Remember watching all those classic moments when they got together. It was crazy when they split up in the backroom segment with Liz on the stretcher and Macho Man attacked Hogan. That was a defining moment. And I remember watching WrestleMania V. The Mega Powers explode, me and my brother. And uh, that was a, that had me hooked. That was it. Yep. And that led into, of course, you know, might be in very underrated wrestler the ultimate warrior but i mean <laughs> i mean bottom line he was pretty pretty astounding as a kid so. i mean yeah when you're a kid you're not looking at you know what he can do in the ring <laughs> you know exactly. you're, you're, you're yeah, watching you're him run to the ring shake the ropes wearing the tassels that we thought gave him muscles <laughs> remember uh-huh. <laughs> we would put them around our arms and right. <laughs> pretend like we had muscles. Of course. I actually used to tie uh, bounty uh, paper towels around my arm. Oh, there you color go. them with markers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, I did. So, you know who I was rooting for in WrestleMania 6. There you that's go. for sure. And uh, I bet you were rooting for Hogan because they were a huge Hogan fan. Actually, so let me tell you how I, I got in. Um, Greg's a little older than I am, a couple years. Yep. Um, and I think started at a younger age than I did. I didn't get into wrestling until 1991. So, you know, you bring up the, the Hogan Warrior match. I remember hearing about Hogan Warrior in school mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, yeah, I know Hulk Hogan is, you know. And, and, and you know, Ultimate Warrior, That's that sounds really cool. But I didn't really get into it right away. So what happened was I was... Um, basically just like a casual fan uh it wasn't until SummerSlam 1991 that was what really hooked me so I was invited to a friend of mine's house who um who was watching SummerSlam at Madison Square Garden uh down off Lockwood Avenue I'm from Lockwood Avenue hence the name Lockwood Rafa Rispo uh but he lived on Burhan's his name is Daniel Sanchez, and hopefully he'll be listening to this because maybe we can call him. And I haven't seen him since like '95. Man, we were supposed to hook up. We talked about hooking up uh, recently, but it's just not happening. He lives down in Carolinas, but anyway, you know he he got me in. He, he hooked me in, man. I went to his house, watched SummerSlam. Um, everything about SummerSlam, Macho Man's wedding with Elizabeth. The, the Hogan and Warrior together. Now, remember, I remembered Hogan Warrior fighting. Now they're together. So it's oh, like, you, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, oh, you mean, you mean when Warrior held up the WWE for money? Yeah, but who the hell knew that back when we were seven and eight years old? 
he did the next day when he was not with the <laughs> Exactly. But of course, that was before the internet, so you really didn't realize. He, that. Nobody knew. Nobody knows. You know. And a little side note, actually, that is when I actually fell out of wrestling. I actually stopped watching wrestling wow. around that time, and I missed a lot of wrestling in the early '90s, and didn't get back into it till about a little before the Attitude Era. Okay, but 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 here's my question to you: Is did you did you get into it? Like, when you got back into it, did you study? Did you go back and watch tapes and study all the past stuff? Not like until a long time ago. Because just think back back then, though, you, you had to get it on VHS. Well, so that's what I'm saying is when I got into it in 91, like I said, that whole event hooked me. SummerSlam 91. Mm-hmm. Like, I – so every weekend, my parents let us – my brothers and sisters and I go rent videos. Whatever videos we wanted. Mm-hmm. And there was this wrestling section – Yep. In my video store. Video Visions on Sawmill River Road. You mm-hmm. guys, across from Dom and Vinny's. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, so I would rent anything I could get my hands on, man. So, yeah. like, you name it. WrestleMania, one, two, three, five, six. I skipped four because they never had four. So it wasn't until later, later that I got to see four. Right. But... Anything I couldn't watch, I would go and buy magazines, dude. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. They always had some sort of almanac. So it listed all the champions off. It listed all like the pay-per-view events and everything. It was like an almanac of it. Mm-hmm. And I remember studying it, man. Like I'd copy it on a marble notebook and write it down. It was my life, bro. Wrestling was my life after SummerSlam 1991. Yeah. Then the Survivor Series, when The Undertaker beat Hogan for the title... Like, Hogan was my favorite, but then The Undertaker just won the title, and I was just hooked. I was hooked on that whole story. The whole story, though. And, Greg, you and I, we talk about it now to this day. 92, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The the flair, winning the Rumble, winning, you know, losing the title of WrestleMania. It's just like that whole time right there was, like, the most I remember about wrestling, and, and it was so much fun. And, you know, dude, listen. <laughs> Actually, I think it was a little later than um, SummerSlam 91. Um, yeah. I actually remember specifically when I stopped watching it. It was actually WrestleMania 9. I was watching <laughs> them come out with togas. and Jim watched, Ross and, Jim I Ross I watched, and a toga did it yeah, for you, didn't and it? and I watched that bullshit ending. And You weren't a fan of the ending? No. No. And I watched... Uh, Lex Luger come out <laughs> with a bunch of mirrors and the Undertaker wrestled the Giant Gonzalez and I said this is this is stupid. So here's a funny story about that. I had a I had a friend of mine, uh, well a client of mine in my chair a couple days ago tell me that that was his m- biggest memory of wrestling was WrestleMania 9. That he was in love with it. Oh my like, god. Like 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 everything about it being at Caesar's Palace, being outside, Hogan and Beefcake against Money Inc. You know, then Hogan coming out to win the title. He's a big Hogan guy, you know? Yeah. It's funny that you say that something that you hated so much, I someone did. else loved so much and remembers so much about it. I did. So that, that, around that time, and then I started getting back into it when um, Brett and Sean started feuding in 96. Yeah. And then I remember <clears throat> watching TV, and I was actually watching live when Scott Hall showed up on Nitro. I remember that. And I, I watched like, live there, too. I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? This guy is supposed to be on WWE. And that's when it hooked me back. There you go. 
Uh, I can't say that there was a specific time I stopped watching. I would say my run went all the way through until like 2002. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. After uh, WrestleMania 8 and Hogan won the title back. Uh, Dan, actually, <laughs> my cousin Dan and I um, joined a bowling league <laughs> in White Plains, New York. Uh, and the only nights we could do it was Monday, so we stopped watching Raw. We stopped watching wrestling. Oh, we I missed a lot of 2002 because of it, and then my uh, my old soccer coach ended up getting us Survivor Series tickets, the first ever Elimination Chamber. Nice. And then that's when I picked back up, and you know I I have to say I've been more of a casual fan after that. Like my memory is a very very like like you know. Weird after all that, but I can tell you probably every single intercontinental champion in a row, like as it happened until maybe like 2001 or two, which is really weird, but I could. So, anyway, uh, you know, going back to what you said about VHS tapes and the video store, yeah, I actually remember those, the the all the pay per views and stuff, but the one that I specifically always loved and is still to this day my favorite cover of all time is SummerSlam 97. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I I remember, I actually, my friends stole the cover (laughs) because they had the cover and then they had, it was empty and then they had the actual tape in in a box behind it. My friend actually stole the cover of it because that was our favorite cover. Heart and soul. Was that when you were working at Hollywood Video? Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I guess I should now. Okay? <laughs> yeah. so I did work at Hollywood Video, so. So he had a little you bit, get, you know. Hollywood, he had a little advantage. Yeah, Hollywood's out of business, so if you want to charge me for that, you know. It's your $2. It's your, your damn fault. For it. I don't even know where it is anymore, but that is still my favorite pay-per-view cover of all time. And actually one of my favorite pay-per-views because that's a great That's a great pay-per-view. That's a great pay-per-view. We'll, we should discuss that on Yeah, we'll, we'll, podcast, we'll, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do, do that. that another time. So what we're going to do, man, you know, guys, fans, what we're going to do is, you know, we're going to, like, talk about that kind of stuff. You know, I actually have an idea for a segment. We'll get into that in, in a little while. But um, um, like I said, you know, we're we're, we're – we're brand new. We're getting into it. Uh, we did go to WrestleMania. No, go ahead, Greg. What were you going to say? No, I was going to tell you. Why don't you talk about your shows that you've been to? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, so so live shows about us. You know, uh, I've been to a few really good events, um, <clears throat> pay-per-view events, local. <clears throat> I went to WrestleMania 10, um, WrestleMania 20, uh, obviously 35 just now with Greg. Uh, we, I did Royal Rumble 2000, um, Survivor Series 2002, uh, New Year's Revolution 06, when, uh, Edge cashed in Money in the Bank. <laughs> Don't nobody go anywhere! <laughs> that was great. Uh, Raw, Raw the night Austin drove the beer truck in. That was really cool. You were there? Uh, I was there. I was there too. Were you? But... Now you're stealing my thunder because that was the <laughs> show I was going to mention. Well, go there ahead. you go. Talk about it. Okay. Obviously, like he said, the the raw with the beer truck was probably hands down one of the best shows I've ever been oh, to. Oh yeah. Um, they actually tried to get a banner put up for that. There's a petition to get a banner put up in that arena. Oh yeah, man, that'd that. be great. Yep. Uh, I went to No Mercy 2000. Uh, no, not 2000. Yeah, was it? Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, when Kurt Angle, yeah. Kurt Angle won yeah. the title from yeah. Raw. Yeah, I saw that was that was a great <clears> moment. 
I, you know, the the whole Austin thing being there. I actually watched the the Austin segment. They were um, practicing it. Um, oh right, yeah, because so it was was it taped? It was taped. No, I don't think it was. It might have been taped, but well, um, I know because a lot of those segments on on like you know the screen yep. they they tape them. Yeah, so. I don't know if it was they're practicing or That's it funny. was what. But Vin, Vince was down there. We yelled his name and stuff, and <laughs> we watched the whole segment before the pay per view, so we knew what was going to happen. So um, I seen the. Raw with you know right after the draft or not after the draft when Flair took over has half the company. Um, it was on uh, I'll never forget it. It was on uh, April Fool's Day. In yeah, Austin. He was like you and I we're partners. No, no, not that one. It was uh, Austin was gonna sign with one of. Oh yes, 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 and yes. He yes, looked yes, like he was yes. gonna sign with Vince, and then at the end he, he signs with Flair. But he, he but said he, April Fools, and he stuns Vince. But so. he ends up stunning Flair too. Yeah, he stuns yeah, Flair yeah, at the end too because yeah. he gets pissed off because he won't have a beer with him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, but uh, Flair not having a beer—that's kind of weird. Exactly. But like Ralph was saying, <clears throat> right after that, we went into yeah, baby, WrestleMania 35, my first. Ralph's third. third. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. No, that's all right. So, but uh, maybe I, we'll have to. Uh, maybe we'll uh, have another one to talk about next year because that's still uh, open. It's still open, man. Tampa Bay. Why used not? To, I used to live down there. I got family that way. Might as well, you know. We, we can figure it out. Anyway, <clears throat> WrestleMania was amazing. I, I and I've been to two. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've been to ten. Uh, and 20. You know, 10 I remember for Brett and Owen. That was... That was amazing. Yeah. You know? And then, oh, and then obviously, the Hitman winning the title at the end, that was very memorable. 20, wanna, 20 of course. Do you, you want to tell them the sad news? What? The, the Brett-Owen match. Oh, my I finally God. watched it for the first time. Greg, like a month Greg... Ago. Greg never saw when he texted me and said he goes you're gonna be so mad at me I said what <laughs> his promise not to be so mad and I'm like what's going on Greg what's going on because I've never seen Brett versus Owen Wrestlemania I couldn't believe what I read like I was legit stunned by that you wanted to have a uh... well, the kids were in the back seat and, I, and I'm like you know I think it was at a light when, when I read it and it was like what? And the kids were like, what's the matter, Dad? And I'm like, oh, nothing you know about. You actually wanted me to hold off and do a little yeah, watch-along. Yeah, I did. I did. I wanted, I wanted Greg to hold off so we could do a watch-along and watch it together, you know? Uh-huh. But I was already on uh, Savage and Crust. So. <laughs> False count anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Trying to uh, hang him upside down. Unbelievable. One of the best matches in WrestleMania history. I, I Brett and Yeah. And Greg just watched it at 37 years of age. Yep. 30, yeah, going to be 38 in a couple months. Great. Yeah, it took this guy that long to watch it. WrestleMania 35 was an experience that I'll never forget. I had a great time at 10 and 20. Um, you know, I went with one of my best buds to WrestleMania 20 as a birthday gift for my mom, uh, Frank. And uh, he's he's you know one of my best friends. He's like my other, he's my other NWOite. You know him and Rich down there. Aside from Greg over here, they still live down in Yonkers. But um, 
I got to say 35 was like, you know, and the funny thing is, Greg, right? The card wasn't that exciting. The card was... I mean, before before we got in to watch the show, we're just kind of like, eh, who's going to win? Reigns or Drew McIntyre? <laughs> Nah, yeah. who's gonna who's gonna yeah. win the you know the women's match? Whatever you know. So I don't know, man. Like the only match I was really that excited for was Kofi and and um, and Daniel Bryan. And then and then all of a sudden, man, just like once we get in, it's like magic, dude. Like the card was great, but I, I mean the card was amazing. The card was good. The event was good. One of my uh, one of my uh, friends. Um, asked me a question and it kind of can sum up exactly what you're talking about um, he asked me what was a better moment Kofi Kingston winning the world title or was it Becky Lynch winning the women's title and I said hands down Kofi Kingston because by the time Becky Lynch won the title everybody was pretty much asleep asleep yeah um, well the card the card you know had some lackluster moments and matches but overall, it was just way too long. But there were some highlights. Like you said, Kofi Kingston winning the world title was a great moment. I think that... I think the reason why I, I had so much fun at WrestleMania was... It was just part of a fantastic weekend. You know what I mean? Like, like WrestleMania was a good... It was a good WrestleMania. I can't say it was a bad one. Going in, I didn't think it was going to be great at all. No. It was it was good. It was way too long. Exactly. Becky Lynch, you know, I'm I can't take anything away from the women the women's division because I honestly believe they deserve the the main event. I just feel and I had a really big debate with my girlfriend on the with Allie. My girlfriend is Allie, and uh, she she and I had a debate about it like. Would the women's match have been the the main event if Ronda Rousey wasn't part of it? And I think it would have. I think it would have legitimized it even better if it was just Charlotte and Becky. Yes, yes, Ronda Rousey is the name. But if you ask me, Becky and Charlotte deserve to close WrestleMania together. They deserve to close WrestleMania together, but the problem is WWE is so... They crave the word I'm looking they crave, crave that the the spotlight mainstream. Mainstream. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's mm-hmm. the word I'm looking at. They they're too mainstream. So adding Ronda Rousey to it is their, well, their highlight. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, putting Ro- putting in reality, Rousey in reality, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair could have main evented WrestleMania. I said you know, it. my my idea was when the rumors were swirling that it was gonna be the main event. Listen, I I was pumped up for, I I was pumped up for Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. Yeah, they could have just had that match. That, yeah. That's I was actually I said it either should have been Charlotte and Becky, or it should have been Becky versus Ronda yeah, singles. But, match. Okay, so but if Becky Lynch doesn't get punched in the face by Nia Jax, mm-hmm. does it does it mean that Becky Lynch becomes what Becky Lynch was? Because I don't she I don't already, know I was, think it helped out I think it, it helped, helped out, out but she was already over. 
Yeah, but not as over as she was after. Dude, she was over when she slapped Charlotte at SummerSlam and beat the shit out of her. Okay, okay, yeah, that that's fine. But I mean, oh wow, there was a turn, whatever. Yeah, but dude, when she got nailed in the face, I think that's when she became as big as she. Don't get me wrong, Becky Lynch, great wrestler. What I disagree with you because actually, I think as soon as she got punched in the face. She got more liked by the fans, and that's when they started... But that's what I just said! What yeah, do you mean? But, no, but I'm saying I liked her better as a Austin-style character where you didn't know... You, she was almost like a heel, but being cheered for as a heel. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He's... Like, she didn't give a crap. Now she comes out all smiles and, you know, loving the crowd. Yeah, but that's a... after her WrestleMania win. Before that, no, she was still coming out. And... I'm telling you. She... Dude, you want to watch wrestling. <laughs> What do you mean? <clears throat> I Okay, listen. My opinion, Becky Lynch gets nailed in the face by Nia Jax. Put her over the moon, dude. Of course it did. Over the saying. moon. I don't think she would have been... I don't listen. think... I don't think Nia Jax... I don't think if Nia Jax doesn't punch Becky Lynch in the face that they get the main yeah, event. Yeah, but just think what they, they fucked up since. Okay? As soon as she got punched in the face, she... She got caught with the woman's right. <laughs> now that's later on. Yeah. Look, she as soon as she as soon as she gets punched in the face, she comes back from her um you know, injury. Yeah. She loses the title to Asuka. And then she loses her rematch by tapping out at the Rumble. She wins the Rumble, hobbling, and then from there she goes into this bogus storyline where she's suspended by the McMahons and she needs to apologize and all this crap is just <coughs> unnecessary. It's literally, I won the Rumble, I'm coming to kick your ass, Rhonda. That's it. WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> well, all right, well, wrestling. That's what we were talking about. We yeah, that's Tangent. Basically, uh, we also had a really good, like, day before and after, didn't we? What's that? WrestleMania. Of course. We First went, day was Hall of Fame. Hall mm-hmm. of Fame, baby. Okay. The Bret Hart attackers was like <laughs> literally five centimeters from us, yeah, man. If I had known what he was going to do, I could have tripped them or something yeah. or pushed them. We we were like, if you go back on, uh, I mean, you can't. You you probably look the the audio up and and there's a, there's a hear hear people yelling to watch out, watch out. It's probably me and Greg because we were right that. there. You can actually what Ralph is actually uh, wearing a bright blue denim shirt. Where uh, DX and Hockey Talk Man come out right in the corner there, he's there. You can't see me much because I'm wearing a black jacket. What we'll do is we'll post we'll post on the Twitter because we do have a Twitter account now. We do? We'll, yeah. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> what do you mean we do? <laughs> what do you think we've been posting on? Oh, I didn't know. I thought that was Facebook. <coughs> At six B O R O wrestling. That's our Twitter account. Yes. At six B O R O wrestling. At so six B O R O wrestling. Writing that down. Yeah. Why don't you Why don't you add us on Twitter? Why don't you follow us? Yeah. No, I'm gonna do the John Moxley thing. I'm just not gonna do anything. You know, don't do anything. Have a Twitter and just sit there. Just let me take care of this. Yeah. There's nothing to worry about. Uh, so anyway, I'll post a, a picture of it on Twitter. Um, but you can also like on Triple H's uh, documentary, right? You pointed this yes, out to me. There's a different angle of uh, DX coming out, and you can hear Ralph. You can hear me yelling, screaming. Yeah, just listen for a person that sounds like a 12 year old. Once you really hit break it down, and the Jeep yeah, hits the, you, the 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 curtain, you, you think hear, it's a, you you think hear, it's a kid, but that, it's actually that's Ralph. that's actually me. You can <laughs> yeah. hear going like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. We had a, bl- a blast, man. Hall of Fame, uh, oh. uh, the drive-in, the hotel, <laughs> the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Driving around Brooklyn. <laughs> My mom, my mom calling me. We're getting lost as we're trying to drive around. Yep. So, because you gotta, you gotta understand. You know, we don't live in Yonkers anymore. We live in Saratoga Springs. We're three hours north of Yonkers, so we're about four hours north of Brooklyn. Yep. You know, we. I haven't been living in Yonkers in eleven years. We're we're like, we're coming down. <laughs> we're, we're 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 not city guys anymore, man. We're. No, we're GPSing. Now, we're, so. Yeah, we're, we're GPSing. Yeah. So it's it, we just had the greatest time. And then we did the, the two podcasts on Monday before. No, you're The stupid. one before oh, Raw, yeah, the yeah, one after stupid, Raw. You're stupid, man. You forgot the... Oh, uh, my God. You forgot How the... I uh, the uh, what the hell are they called there? The Bullet, <laughs> the Bullet Club, Club Block you. Party. Bullet Club Block Party. Dude, we met Haku. Yes. It was one of the greatest moments of our lives. This is another situation where you have to be fans like me and Ralph to know who Haku is. Yeah. Not dude. just Haku. King Haku. King Haku, baby. King Haku. Who was, dude, who was wrestling royalty. By who? Ming? No. Followed who took over me. the crown after King Haku? Holy shit. Hold on. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. No. Wasn't it? Macho Man. No. Yes. No, the Macho Man won the crown from Duggan. Did he? Yeah. Duggan? Haku, Haku, was a ba- Haku was a heel. And Macho Man was a heel when he won it. That'll be fun. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we'll look that one up. Come on, Haku. We'll post that on fa- We'll post that on Twitter to see who's right about it. Haku. That. Haku. And we'll post, the pi- we'll post the picture of Haku, and we'll write who was right in that statement. Please forgive me, but Haku is... The son of what? Tamatanga? Not Tamatanga. Haku's the father, excuse yeah, me. Of son? No, his his there's please a Samoan's for, partner. Please forgive I, me. Ralph doesn't know anything about wrestling. Listen, so. the bullet club the bullet club's not really my thing, especially right now. No, nah, exactly. But we were we were able to get tickets to the Bullet Club block party. It was it was off sale the morning we were able to buy it because they said message us if you if you want to buy it. We'll put it back on because I had inquired about it. Really cool that they did that for us. That's awesome. I I, want to say thank you to the people who run the Bullet Club Block Party. That was really cool. And it allowed us to hang with, with, you know, dude, we, I mean, all you can eat food and drink. That's what I was going to say. From. In the end, it was four hours of open bar. Open bar, four hours. We drank so much. We ate so much. So much so that we didn't really have to spend money at MetLife. Nope. Because we were we were good, yep. and no, it's okay. We we spent the money on the Uber ride home. Nah, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we decided to Uber it back to the hotel, and that was a nice, costly seventy eight dollars. So we 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 Ubered from the hotel, which was in um, Jersey. Yep. Ten minutes from from MetLife, uh, and <laughs> was it Paramus? Yeah, Paramus, yep. and it only cost about ten bucks. Not not after WrestleMania, it didn't. Nope. That shit went up to 90-something dollars, man. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. So we walked to the nearest, what was it, a Best Western? I don't <laughs> remember. It was some BS hotel. Thinking that we would lower the charge a little bit. But <coughs> yeah, 75 bucks. Yep. In the end. Anyway. So the next day, Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. We didn't get up till, like, noon. Yeah. We were still freaking tired. We were so we tired. We get back till, like, 4 a.m., yeah, it was crazy, dude. WrestleMania was too long, dude. 
Yeah. That's was. what I just said yeah, earlier. It was too long. But we get to we get to Brooklyn. Uh, we went to a place. I uh, can't remember the name of the places that we went to, but we went to go see um, what happened when uh, eighty three weeks. Yeah. Uh, Bischoff and Shivani with Conrad Thompson. That was a lot of fun. Greg was too chicken shit to ask a question, so I went up there and asked questions. No, um, I just, I just Greg me. was chicken shit. No, I wasn't chicken nah, shit. Nah, why don't you, why don't you go if, up if there and ask a stupid question. question? I would rather you take the fall. So rather what? Than Who me. cares? There's no stupid. Oh, you whatever. see, some of those guys asked the dumbest questions ever. You were just the questions I had were great. You were just a pissy move because the guy behind us was having a full fledged conversation. <laughs> But that there's a, be, there's a better story on the last podcast we went to that night. Oh yeah. But we'll get to that in a minute. So after that one, we went to Monday Night Raw. Dude, which couldn't break. have worked out better because Raw was like like the the where the two podcasts were positioned. Raw was like serious, like literally dead in the middle of where those two podcasts were. Yeah. So we found a good spot, uh, a good parking spot to get to, you know, after our show. After our last show, we could walk to the car easily. So we parked, walked over to that one podcast, and walked to Barclays. And it, like, just was so perfectly timed. Mm-hmm. We got done with that show, went over to Barclays. They opened the doors, got in. We sat down. We It was great. Yep. It was awesome. And our seats were fantastic. Yep. <clears throat> Thank you, Greg, for that. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part about Monday Night Raw? The Ascension versus Heavy Machinery. <laughs> They taped for the main event. And I called it. So we're going to watch Heavy Machinery versus The Ascension. And guess who came out? It was The Ascension. No, my favorite part of Monday Night Raw... It had to be that whole part that actually they didn't see. was when they went to commercial. And uh, Cesaro ran out into the crowd and actually grabbed beach balls. Oh, that was Because the crowd was so pissed off that... They turned they, it into a t- tag match tag with Seth match, Rollins. Yeah. They were so pissed off, we started chanting everything under the sun. CM oh, Punk, AEW, AEW. We want beach balls. So we started toss. They all started tossing around these beach balls, and Cesaro actually left the ring, Dude. jumped into the crowd, grabbed the beach ball, and ripped it in half. I guarantee you, those beach balls were planted, bro. Yeah, maybe they had to have been. It doesn't. It's still a good <clears throat> moment, though. You're gonna tell me that that at that at that exact moment, beach balls start coming out. They they could they would have been throwing beach balls all night. <laughs> What's it? What what are you gonna say? My favorite part was the Undertaker. Absolutely, oh it was the God. Undertaker. That was my favorite. What? It wasn't yours. Eh, it was Come okay. on. It was good in the moment, but the Undertaker. You know when when you hear Michael Cole say stuff like. The entrance is still awesome after all these years. What you know, if it came out as the American badass. Can you let me finish? <laughs> <laughs> the American badass. Continue. Ah, right, thanks. The Undertaker's entrance is still the most awesome thing I've ever seen in my life. The dude is huge. He's. It, it really did give me chills, man. It did. Like. It's for real. When when they tell you that, you know, there's nothing that you can, you know, if you can go experience it live, you have to. Like, you know, before The Undertaker retires or is finished with wrestling or whatever, you got to see The Undertaker's entrance in person. 
it's the it's the most fantastic thing. Now, I, WrestleMania twenty, he came back as a dead man, so that was really really cool too. That was that was the moment for me. The Undertaker was my guy, man. All these years, I've loved the Undertaker. All these years, every single kind of like reincarnation of him. But watching him come out and beating up on Elias, that was that was something, man. That was something for me. You I was really. Know, you want to know his best entrance? Who? When Fred Durst saw him to the ring. WrestleMania 19. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Dude, that was really cool, too. It, it was. I was I was into that. I'm just I a, have I'm that just a big, I'm just a big Fred Durst fan. I, I, no, I'm really not. But. I, I'm actually a Fred Durst fan. Really? I like Limp Bizkit. I don't know why I'm sitting next to you right now. Well, I mean, I also <laughs> like Nickelback. <laughs> Come on. It's Come on. Too, it's way too Come weird. on, Greg. How the hell do we wound up like this? I don't know. I really don't know. All right, listen, we're, we're going on a little bit, but um, we're going to talk about some segments that we're going to end up doing here. Uh, we're the next about, one is, what are we about and why are we doing this? We really don't know why we're doing this, so we'll just skip that section. What we're about and why we're doing this? Yeah, we really don't know. We don't really have a plan, so. Well, we're, what we're about, uh, I mean, I, no, not really. <laughs> this guy all week is like, prepare. Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Nah, None of us wrote way. shit down. It's better. But you us. know what? It's, it is better this way. It's, it is. flows better. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, whatever. Uh, we're doing this because we want to do this. We're, we're fans. We, we want to we wanna talk about it. And you know what? If we get two people listen to this first show, it's cool. Exactly. If you know, if we don't get anyone listening to the show, who cares? We have this to go back on, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, um, you know, we're gonna try to do this weekly. Uh, the goal is every Tuesday recording. Yep. Um, after our long day of work, because we really do have a long day. We have a lot of stuff going. On. Uh, uh, but we're gonna get together every week. Um, we have a few like ideas for concepts and and like, like um. Segments and stuff like that. Some, uh, one of my guests. ideas, yeah, is some guests lined up, maybe, right? We tell gonna, them what we're doing. We go spoil it. I mean, I don't know. What do you well, think? Save it for the end. Yeah, all right, I'll save it for the end. Because again, we really don't know what we're doing. <laughs> well, I mean, what I what I would like to do is um, talk a little bit about um, double or nothing, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I guess Double or Nothing was a great event. Um, you know, we had three three prominent events lately. It was Double or Nothing. It was uh, Takeover Twenty Five NXT, and it was uh, Super Showdown. Oh God! So here he is, Lionheart himself, Moongoose McQueen himself. <laughs> what is he going by? <laughs> Jericho. The Alpha. The Alpha. That's right. The Judas Man. I don't even want to talk about him right now, so let's talk about some other stuff. What's wrong with Chris Jericho, man? He's, he's on the main event of this card. Let's not discuss him right now. I, I'm a little irritated with Chris Why? Jericho. Why? Yeah. Because uh, I just am. Can Dude, we just save it for the end? This song is awesome. This song is awesome, and actually his intro, his entrance to the event was awesome. But the match was shit. Yeah. Well. And you think that the dude would get a little more in shape to, you know, make a run in a new company as one of the main guys. Listen, dude. He he he's forty. What? I understand. Almost he's 40. fifty. 
How old is The Undertaker? Uh, yeah, but he's in no shape either. You want to talk about shape? Did you see Super Showdown? <laughs> You're jumping ahead now. I'm not jumping You're ahead. Jumping ahead I'm not jumping ahead. Oh, let's just wow. let's just get to Listen, it. Listen, okay, you mean it's not, okay. You, Jericho's match at Double or Nothing was so off that I, I can't even believe that I still watch Jericho matches. And for him to have a finisher and a hype of finisher oh, yeah. as what is it called? The Judas? Who the hell? The knows Judas what it's Elbow called? or. I don't know. The, the 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 Lionheart McQueen elbow I don't know how it is the fuzzy wuzzy the fuzzy wuzzy elbow I don't know and for that to be the finisher to, to knock off Kenny Omega it just it, I don't know well it's gonna be Chris Jericho and Hangman Page uh-huh. for the first ever AEW championship yep you really think Chris Jericho is gonna win that title he could think John Moxley might have something to say about it? He might. I think John Moxley might be a little busy that pay me though. What's going on with John Moxley? I have no idea. <laughs> That's why we have to tune in, don't we? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to get, get a little, you know, touchy, you, let's talk about your uh, Young Bucks. Like, no, I, mean, I can't I know stand little, the effing Young Bucks, man. the Young Bucks? I don't like the Young Bucks. Yeah? Although I have to say, man, like, 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 their tag team match with, um, gosh, man, their names are escaping. You really just, just couldn't let me Google that because I really can't remember their names either. You had to jump uh, the gun. They had a good match. Come it was on. a great match. They're still they're, they're still the AAA tag team champions, Mexico. <laughs> so are the conquistadors. Yeah, right. I just think they're a Hardy Boys rockers wannabe. It's true. I mean... You know, and you really jumped it because I really was planning on looking that up before you stumbled. Upon well, you know, you, now you really, mentioned the damn. Now we really you, don't. You're the one like, who mentioned the damn young bucks. Now before. we really don't sound like we know what we're doing. Well, we I told you we don't know what we're doing. We don't know the shit. Lucha Brothers. Yeah, the Lucha. <laughs> <laughs> the Lucha Brothers. How do you, you forget a name like right that? Lucha the Lucha Brothers. Brothers. So we have the Lucha Brothers of the Lucha House Party. Man, it's I not a good time for Mexico. I can't deal with the Lucha House Party. Man. Exactly. But if I have to watch another Lucha House Party versus Lars Sullivan, you match, are jumping ahead, don't you? I'm just going all over the place. Uh-huh. Now, you know what? My biggest issue of the um, Young Bucks uh, Lucha Amigos match. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, I can see where you think that. Yeah, I understand. Like they want to hit those big moves and those big. You know, moves that are very like you know, exciting. Right. But it's just it, there's just way too planned. Like they're 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 in position to take those moves to mm-hmm. to choreographed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it was great. It was a good match. Like right. they both they both teams are amazing teams. Um, easily could, you know, do, you know, any number of pay per view matches. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that I had no idea they were even AAA tag team champions, mm-hmm. because I don't pay that much attention to AAA. <laughs> wait, but they went to Mexico to win those titles. Did you wait? Well, as you're watching that preview going on, did you expect maybe the Lucha Brothers <laughs> to come back over to the states and win it back to set up like a rubber match? Because I think if that happened. Yep. And then you had like a, you know, a, a 
a rubber like a rubber match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To to basically end the feud. Yep. Even if it's in the states, you know what I mean. At the next pay per view. Right. Or at a you know AAA show, maybe have it at a AAA show so the Mexicans can win it in Mexico, and keep it there because I'm sure they'll be introducing an AEW tag team championship sometime soon. Exactly. Wouldn't that have made a little more sense? Would the Young Bucks have to win the first pay-per-view? Like, I don't get it. I'm just very annoyed by Matt and Nick Jackson. Matt and Nick? Is that their name? I think Who so. Who fucking cares? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, like it, even even the segment before when, when, when one of them super kicked a guy in the backstage with papers in his hand and throws the papers up. Like, mm. like... That was either at the pre-show or in like yeah. before the show. How Shawn Michaels of of that of you to do that? Mm-hmm. Like my biggest okay, and, I, and I'm gonna jump okay because I do really really want to talk about the Cody Rhodes and and Dusty Ro- Dustin Rhodes match. But I'm going to say this now since I'm on it. Mm-hmm. The AEW needs to do their own thing. Yeah. Okay. Cody Rhodes coming out and breaking the the throne, a la Triple H's throne. Uh, you know, you got Jim Ross there, you know, just trying to relive his WWE glory days. Uh, the other commentators were taking over. But you have a lot of things about Cody Rhodes's like, promos beforehand or... You know, like just I don't know, little little nuances here and there that that just, like like, like, kind of take jabs and, and and like you know cheap shots at the WWE. The AEW needs to do this on their own, because the WWE will do their own thing, whether we like it or not. What they do, they're gonna do their own thing, and at the end of the day, the WWE is the most successful thing going. No one's ever going to take them out. So <clears throat> my suggestion for the AEW is to get over the WWE and do your own thing. That's my suggestion. Now. Are you finished? I'm finished. No, go ahead. No, no, you go look ahead. Like you're no, something. you go. Oh. See? <laughs> Say whatever the hell you Are want. you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? Are you sure you're done? <coughs> do you have a rebuttal? I, no. You okay. agree? I agree in some sense, okay. but I have my own opinion on Go ahead. Things. Okay. Let's hear yours. First off, I agree with you. AEW does need to do their own thing. They can't be worried about WWE. They can't be trying to do no Monday Night War again. Right. Attitude Era rehash. Exactly. Yep. It needs to be exactly what they say it is. An alternative. So that if you don't want to watch WWE, you can turn on their show and watch something that is different and not have to worry about what you are subjected to on WWE. My thing is, yeah, going to your statement about Jim Ross, he's dated, and he's a little sluggish. He's not like he used to be. He's not really quip like he used to be. Yeah. But even now, he runs circles around the announcers on WWE. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For the one of the reasons why, because he's probably one of the greatest announcers of all time, if not the greatest announcer of all time. But he's not scripted. Yep. 
I yeah. mean, yeah. No, and this is a new product. Yeah, and it's a new and product. Who, who, and, yeah, who's, the other, who's the other guy? King Arthur? What was the guy's I name? I don't know their The mask of Excalibur? Yeah, Excalibur. Excalibur, yeah. 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 yeah, he was good too. But it's just like I read an interview, <coughs> and I, you know, again, I'm not trying to fuel rumors, but um, Jim Ross said he had, had no idea about John Moxley coming out at the end. They said there was going to be something that happens at the end. Jim? They did yeah. not, and he did not know about that. That's that's what makes him different than announcers in G- WWE. Jim Ross did come out and say that on his podcast with Conrad Thompson, Grilling Jr. He said that that's something that he thrives for, like the the not knowing, you know, mm-hmm. because it makes you more. Um, how does he put it? It's more authentic. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's more authentic. <clears throat> Nobody told him that Mick, that Mick Foley was going to be thrown off the top of the hell in the cell. Exactly. Which made it more authentic to him. Right. Nobody told him that, uh, you know, half the surprises that happened in the WWF back then happened. No one, he wasn't a privy to it, mm-hmm. you know? He might have known what was going to happen, like, as far as some of the finishes go, some of them. Yep. But when it came to, like, the, the big-time events and the big-time matches, he didn't want to know. He wanted it to exactly. be 100%. Like when like when Austin turned on, on uh, you know, The Rock at WrestleMania 17. Mm-hmm. He didn't know McMahon was supposed to come out. No. That was all JR, man. It was oh. all, all from the brain. Yeah. And, um... But going back to what I was saying, and to put a... Put a close to that statement, um... Because Jim Ross has the platform to be open and in the moment and not scripted, he's going to be a better commentator than Raw commentators and SmackDown commentators. Sure. Now, I'll talk about the Cody Rhodes intro before I ask you actually a question that I thought of about their match, the Rhodes match. I have an issue, like you said, the AEW needs to do their own thing. They can't take these shots at WWE. But my biggest thing about Cody Rhodes' entrance and the whole smashing of the throne is his wife, (laughs) Brandy Rhodes, right? Yeah. Okay, and what she said was what really got me, because when he smashed the throne, she yelled down the ramp, break it down. Now, my thing is, is, who is this girl? Like, yeah. who is this girl? Was she even alive during the Attitude Era who when knows? DX was who around? Knows? No, who she knows? wasn't. Or she was, like, two years old. So who the heck is she to come and try and take a shot at, she's, at she's, WWE? She's the executive vice oh, president's shit. husband. I mean, wife. God. <laughs> All right. Listen, never mind. Never mind. Hey, listen. Oh, uh, uh, let me open this segment. Cause okay, you, you go ahead. Listen, the Cody Rhodes and 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 Gold Dust match, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> Dustin Seven, Seven. <laughs> if you're a true wrestling fan, you'll know Seven. exactly what we're talking oh about. Oh my god! <laughs> Anyways, um, their match was good. Um, my question to you though is, uh, yeah, I mean, it shows a little date because you know Dustin's a little older mm. nowadays. Um, my question is. Would that match be as good as it was 
Because it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Would it be as good as if it, if it was on, like, WrestleMania? Because wouldn't you think that WrestleMania would kind of overshadow the hype of that match? Like, because it would be on such, like, an, the undercard. Like, it would just be, like, a forgotten kind of match. Now that it was more, like, mainstream or, you know, main event... You, you know, I they had I, talked about doing it at WrestleMania. They've been they pushed Vince to try to get that done for years, but it never happened. See, I think that under a regime where Triple H is at the top, mm-hmm. that would have happened. But I'm saying my question Vince is, McMahon is is losing his touch. Yeah, I understand. My so, my question is, do you think that match would have been as good at a WrestleMania no. than it was there? No. No, I don't think it would have been as good. I think the hype would have been there. Um, but like I said, with Vince McMahon at the helm, I don't think it would have happened at all. I don't think the all. hype would have even because, been there. No, because, because he's, he's not, he doesn't see it for what it is, right. which I don't understand why. Now, do you think that it wouldn't be as hype because of their crappy gimmicks they had going on, like Stardust and Goldust? But if they could have gotten think, past that at a certain point... Like, or do I mean, you think it's just been totally overshadowed by all the other matches at a WrestleMania? I, I mean, I could, one could argue that if, if, if they had stuck with the WWE, maybe they could have proposed the idea and it would have come through. That... You know, Cody drops the Stardust gimmick and Goldust is Goldust still, but more more Dustin-like, more real instead of Goldust in character. Right. More like, you know, I don't have a problem with him dressing up as Goldust but coming down as Dustin. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's smart now to what's going on, you know? He doesn't have to come out and be like, Cody Rhodes, <laughs> you know? He could have come down and been like, you know, Cody, you're my brother, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And, and I think that if, um, if Triple H has a little more of a say, that that could have been something that would have happened. But you know what? Their loss is AEW's gain. It was the best part of the night. Um, I had a, yeah, I had a really good, um, you know, feeling about that match going in. It delivered 100%. Um, I loved the ending. It was emotional. It was great. Um, and if you ask me, there's no other way they could have done that, and it was a success, 100% success. What if he came down dressed like Uncle Fester? Oh, God. <laughs> what if he had a light bulb in his mouth that turned on? <laughs> if, if you really need a good laugh, go YouTube 7 WCW Jesus it, uh, debut. What a disaster that was. Exactly. He even he was like, that was bullshit. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to talk about with Double or Nothing? <coughs> final, uh... What would you... How about... Let's, let's, score the, let's score the event. Let's score the events. Like, these big events that come on, let's rate them. Yeah. Yeah? Rate them. Okay. So, uh, out of ten. Ah... Uh... I give it a t- I give it a Tito Santana. <laughs> Tito Santana. It's about mid level. Okay. Right. What are you on a five? Eh, five six. or six. Five or six. I, 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 I was still kind of trying. I was trying to figure out for the life of me why Glacier was in the Battle Royal. <laughs> I really was surprised about that, and I really had to 
look up to see if he was actually still wrestling when I read that Glacier was announced for that Battle Royal because I really didn't think it was the same guy from WCW. But go ahead. I'll give it a... You know what? I have to say... Don't say Rick Martel. (laughs) Strike Force. (laughs) Now, I'm going to go with a 6.4. <laughs> we rate, we rate, we yeah, we rate with wrestlers, not numbers. We rate, we rate with wrestlers. Well, we have to come up with a system where, uh, you know, one to ten, who's who's one and who's ten. Okay. Well, if you're higher than a five, and we're a six, you said six point five. It's got to be somebody better than Tito Santana. My brain hurts. I can't. I can't think of that right now. We'll come up with a. We'll come up with a rating system, but um, just name a wrestler. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Coco Beware. Coco Beware. There's no way that guy you was said better. To just than name a wrestler. He was no way he was better. Does it That's have, like a three. Does it have to be an eighties wrestler? <laughs> no. Owen Hart. Oh, that's like a nine. Nah, it's like a nine. Whatever. Okay, I'll go Jeff Jarrett. How's that? Uh, Jeff Jarrett. In the Vince Russo regime? Or, uh, <laughs> in the Vince Russo WWF or yeah. WCW? Yeah. I don't know. Because he was there for both. That's right. Yeah. So, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Listen, I'm going to give it... You gave it a five. I'm going to give it a six. I think I think they did a good job. Uh, there are things that could have been different. It was entertaining, but at the same time, it was like, you know... Yeah, whatever. But I am excited to see what's coming, and that's cool. Absolutely. Okay. We spent a lot of time on that pay-per-view. Actually, I want to change my vote. No, oh, jeez. God. Lock well, it in. Lock it in. It seemed like it was too... Um, Corey. All right, let's talk about uh, NXT TakeOver 25. Actually, you know what? We forgot to talk about John Moxley. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was we, actually a big part of the show. I mean, we brought him up a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> So John Moxley surprise, uh, you know Dean, the former Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw him on Raw, his last appearance on TV. Yep. Uh, at uh, Barclay Center, and then he came out after the show was over with the the, the shield. With the shield, and then uh, he had his shield farewell, and then he was out. And as soon as he was out, he was in uh, AEW. Yep. He surprise attacked, uh, who was it, Omega? Jericho, Jericho first, Jericho, and then he brawled with Omega, and then he gave him the uh, attitude adjustment. That's off right, the, off the, off the, the chips. The chips. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, listen, uh, you know, if anybody hasn't, please go back and listen to um, Chris Jericho's podcast uh, with John Moxley. It was a... Um, an absolutely amazing podcast. Uh, um, you know, John goes into detail about his final days, final time with the WWE. Uh, he pulls no punches, yet thanks them very much because everything he has is for the is from you know is the WWE's. He's they gave him what he has. You know, his wife, his uh, you know career, and you know. Former WWE champion and former Intercontinental champion, former U.S. champion, tag champ. You know, he's done it all, you know. Um, he's looking for a new adventure, and I think this was a good move for him. He's that type of guy who needs no script. 
he needs to go off the cuff. He's one of he's just a special one of those, you know. Uh, you know, I can't blame him for his move, and I'm excited to see what he's doing. Uh, Greg, what do you what do you think about John Moxley? I think it's a good move. Um, he definitely seems more in his element. Um, he seems to have wanted to uh, escape the handcuffs of WWE. Um, you know, he cut a few promos after Double or Nothing. But if you really want to watch him kind of come out of his own, you can um, go back and, or actually go and watch his match in New Japan against the. The Juice Robinson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that match is actually a really good match. And he has a total new look. He's not wearing no jeans and a cut-off shirt or whatever the hell he was wearing in the shield. He's got wrestling tights and wrestling boots. And he has a really good match with um, the Juice. And uh, you can tell that both of them... Uh, this is CJ... C.J. Anderson, right? Yeah. Yeah. C.J. Anderson, that was who the Juice Robinson was in, in NXT. No, Parker. Parker. C.J. Parker. C.J. Parker. Parker. <laughs> yeah. <C>. Anderson. <laughs> You're thinking of C.W. Anderson. C.W. Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from C. J., uh, C. J. Parker. But, yeah, they, they were uh, both – they were, <laughs> they seemed both handcuffed in WWE, so now it, it's cool to watch them work a match together and put together a match, at, you know, freely and don't have to script anything or – right. It's two professional wrestlers putting together a match. Just like he talked about in his interview about putting together his own promos and his own and having a say of his own wrestling career. So And that was for the IWGP United States yes. Championship. Yeah. And whatever this Check the match out. Whatever this G one thing is that it's coming up, he wants to be a part of that too, so I don't know what that is either. That's an event I think everybody gets together that's not, you know, <laughs> the machine. Yeah. You know? Like I said, whether you're a Dean Ambrose fan or not, I, I think he's going to be a little bit better in AEW because, like I said, he's going to bring his character more to a realistic base rather than being handed promos and being tied down. I'm into it. Me too. I'm, I'm into it, man. It's uh, he's a, he, Like I said, he's a one once in a generation superstar he's you know he's got that creativity too that's just being masked behind Dean Ambrose and mm-hmm. now John Moxley's going to come out and uh, show the world what he can do and you know hopefully uh, make a good life for himself outside of the WWE man because he said if that was it if that was the WWE was it then he would be happy and go away but he had to go away yep. you know what I mean but but there's another outlet here, folks. You know, the, the the you know we'd also be remiss if we don't mention the TNT deal. You know, the 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 deal with Turner, um, and uh, they're gonna be on in October weekly on Turner. Who knows what day yet, or or you know, what time or whatever. But it's gonna be uh you know it's gonna be a big deal, and it's a very exciting time for the wrestling fans. All right, now let's really get into. Uh, TakeOver 25. Um, Greg, what do you want to start with, buddy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, TakeOver was a great event. Um, and... Aha! That's right. Let's get right into it. Velveteen Dream is 
probably my favorite wrestler right now on the entire roster. All of the rosters. Yeah? Yeah, man, he's got it all. He's got the look, he's got the athleticism, he's got the talent, he's got the moxie, you know? He, like, he has that, he has that swag about him that he knows his business, he gets it, you know what yep. I mean? I think he's well-liked in the back. I think he's, he's gonna be a model superstar, this guy, man. He's built. Yep. I don't know, I can't say enough good things about him, and his matches are amazing, awesome. Yep. Awesome. Defeated uh, Ty Dillinger. No. Ty Dillinger. <laughs> no, Ty Dillinger. He's an AEW. He's AEW. Yeah. He was a Tyler Breeze. Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Breeze taking selfies. Um, match was great. Velveteen Dream always has good matches. Easy. I like Tyler Breeze in, in the TNA. I mean, <laughs> TNA. Sorry. <laughs> NXT. NXT, yeah. It's late, folks. Yep. Uh, Tyler Breeze in NXT, is, I mean, it's his, where he came from, you know, and... Yep. I, I like the match that they had. I hope he sticks around. Absolutely. Uh, Velveteen Dream, I mean, he's got, like I said, he's got it all. He can make it in the main roster. I think he will make it. Yeah, but is he going to be buried like all the other NXT guys? It depends on who's in charge, my friend. True. At the time, who's True. in charge? I just don't. Uh, that's the sad thing is you see all these guys get built up, and a lot of them are kind of underused on the main card. And the that, sad thing is, uh, you know, what, we'll we'll touch on that after. We'll touch on it after. But there's a there's a some certain something that has to happen in order for uh, the right people to be in in charge. Yeah. You know? And I think you know where I'm going with that. They do. The XFL. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what about that ladder match? Oh, man. What, what, yeah, I, okay, here's what I can say about the ladder match. Because I, I was talking to you about this a little bit off the air before we uh, re-recorded. Mm-hmm. And, um, dude, so... You had what war war machine? What are they called? War Raiders? The Viking war experience? Raiders. Yeah, yeah, the Viking experience. The you war had Raiders. them drop the titles yep. and put it up for grabs. But you had a bunch of tag teams come from the you know and as talent will be promoted up into the you know main roster. But the thing that's so cool about the NXT and Triple H and Shawn Michaels and you know, I think now X Pac is working a little bit with with NXT. William Regal. Regal. Is their ability to create a new set of talent that just blows you away still, you know? Like, think of all the people now on the main roster that have come from the NXT that are big parts of the main roster now. Mm -hmm. And NXT still blowing the main roster away. I'm sorry, but the NXT is the hottest thing in pro wrestling right now. Next to AEW, the crowd is one of a kind, and the talent is amazing, and the matches are phenomenal. And that tag team ladder match, <clears throat> I didn't know who those people were when I was watching it. Street Profits. And Street Profits, baby. New tag team champions. Mm-hmm. And they were just, they just amazed me. The, the stuff they were doing with those ladders, man, phenomenal. Uh, hats off to them. 
Hats off to everyone at, at TNA. You <laughs> keep uh, saying TNA. Yeah, we're man. not really going to we're not really going to talk about TNA on this show. No, we'll leave TNA alone. The thing is the the it says a lot when there's an NXT chant when Triple H comes out on Yeah, the oh yeah. Oh, they yeah. know what's up. Everybody knows what's up. It's just the problem is is that Vince doesn't see NXT as he doesn't understand it because rumor is that he doesn't really pay attention to NXT. That's Triple H's brainchild and his main focus. But that's for sure because if Vince McMahon had a hand in NXT... Yeah, it wouldn't be as good as it is now. You know, as far as the WWE, Raw, SmackDown, you know, 205, all the other stuff... No. I really, really don't think Vince McMahon has a clue about what's going on at NXT... You know what I and like? If he does, he just stands back and lets Triple H do his thing. Yep. <coughs> because it, Triple H is doing a phenomenal job with NXT. You, you know what I loved about the ladder match the most? What's that? That the titles that were vacated were put in a match where you and have fought to go get for. Them. Yes. Unlike yes, yes. on Monday Night Raw Jesus. when Samoa Joe just took the U.S. title back from Rey Mysterio, who vacated the title. See, this is. Goes to another point of how WWE just kind of makes up rules as they go along. Well, you know what it is. Vince McMahon doesn't like tournaments, and doesn't yeah. like stuff like that. So, you know, he thinks it's a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Back then, you had a tournament to decide your champion. He's done with tournaments. Yep. It has to make sense. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, nobody wants to see just someone get the title handed to him. Mm-hmm. You know, storyline, you can argue it's a storyline thing, that's fine, but I just think that they should have done some sort of, like, match at a pay-per-view for it. Maybe even at Super Showdown, you know? Yep. <coughs> Speaking of Super Showdown, oh, wait a minute. We, we, we haven't talk talked about, about Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle, baby. So, so you know, I, I, Rod, I'm Rod sure... Yeah, Roderick Strong. Matt Riddle's uh, making a little name for himself on Twitter. He, he uh, got uh, blocked by uh, Goldberg. Goldberg. <laughs> Matt Riddle went to high school in Saratoga Springs. Did he? You didn't know that? I did actually know that, yes. You did? Yeah, know I did. That. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Matt Riddle is, uh, <clears throat> I think he was born and raised in Pennsylvania, and he lives out in Vegas now. Yeah. But yeah, I went to <clears throat> went to school in Saratoga Springs, which is I mean, he went to school with my girlfriend. He she doesn't remember him, but yeah. she wasn't really a that that really match um, was good because another opening match that just tore the show down, like we talked about earlier with Owen and Brett WrestleMania Ten. Sure, opened up the card, and I believe that ca- that match opened the card. In Brooklyn as well, right? Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. Didn't yeah. that open the card too? I may have. I, mean, I, would actually <coughs> I could be wrong, but it was another phenomenal match. Yeah. Another one. Just yeah. a phenomenal match. Yeah. Matt, you... Riddle, Matt Riddle has it too, man. I'll yeah. tell you right now. So is Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah. But why the hell did why the hell is Matt Riddle... Why did wrestlers wrestle without sh- boots? Dude, I don't know. It's a thing well, Rusev do. used to or not. Or yeah. Right? But then they told me how to wear boots. Weird. Stupid. I don't know. Eventually, well, he's going to wear boots, so it's I like, guess. why are you going to... I don't know. It, it, that's the only thing I don't understand. <coughs> to each his own, my friend. Yep. And last thing to talk about, I mean, would be the Gargano. Yes, sir. Undisputed 
era, Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling. Johnny Wrestling. Bringing out his nice Captain Marvel outfit. So, um, what I liked most about that match was that they, uh, it was a good story. And, um, because there was a part part where um, Cole signaled to the back, like the Undisputed Era was going to come out. And he didn't, they didn't. Right. And they were bringing back, because that happened actually in the first match they had together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I thought, I thought it was a, a good a good story, a good storyline. Mm-hmm. I think it's a storyline that can continue. Maybe the title will change hands a couple times. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, it's not just a sign that Gargano's going to be promoted to the. Well, he's teetering back and forth because he was actually <coughs> on. He was actually on the main roster for a little bit there. He was. So I think he's going to teeter back and forth, but he'll eventually be on there. I just don't like it when they're like you know. When it's a send off, you know your title. You're you you're losing your title. Yeah, is a send off. Let's have a storyline. Let's change titles a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm all for a champion having the title for a while, but yeah. you know, then make the make the feud a storyline. I don't yeah. know. I just I feel like it's so cliche. You know, oh, he's gonna have the title, so let's have him drop drop it at this event so he can go over there. You mm-hmm. know? So everybody knows what's going to happen. That's the only thing I have with, with NXT. Yep. Otherwise, I think uh, Adam Cole's a good representation for the NXT champion. Yep. Uh, very, They're very over Undisputed Era. Absolutely. And they get a, another yeah, match out of get, that. Yeah, they get a good pop. Then they get booed, and they do their job. That's just doing their job. Absolutely. Good Two good workers that deserve being at the top of NXT. So... What do you want to rate it? God, TakeOver 25 was better than AEW, and it was definitely better than Super Showdown. We'll get to that. Know? How do I know? How do you know? We haven't reviewed it yet. How do you know I'm not going to rate a Super Showdown a 10? You're out of your fucking mind. You rate a Savio <laughs> Vega. Savio Vega. Is that a three? Yeah. What are you rating TakeOver? <coughs> I'm going uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Macho Man. That's a good one. What's that around? I'd say an eight. Eight? Yeah. I think I'll rate it a uh, one Hart. Owen Hart. Like I said earlier, yeah. nine. But that's any NXT show, dude. Like, like you know, we could watch NXT tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today's when? Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesday. Yep. The and, and, and NXT on the network, a regular Wednesday show would be a eight, seven, eight, you know? Yep. Exactly. You know how to do it. Exactly. Super Showdown. Should we get to it? The horror? Why? I don't know. Oh, God. Well, I like how... (coughs) Oh, no. I'll tell you what. Goldberg, huh? (laughs) Goldberg. What happened to his music? Uh, it, It failed just like that match. Okay. Here's uh, where no, we're going to disagree start. a little. Uh, All right? Well, you can't skip right to Goldberg. There's other Well, matches. but you put Goldberg's music on. So, it's just like an intro to the show. What do you think? Just because I played Velveteen Dream, we need to talk about him first? Jesus. Well, we did. Let's talk about <laughs> the waste of Brock Lesnar. Let's talk about... 
you know, how we, until yesterday, we thought uh, Mustafa Ali won the battle. Mustafa Royal. Ali. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Yeah, let's talk about... Uh, uh, what else is it? Let's talk about, uh, you know, friggin' Dolph Ziggler coming back and totally, you know, killing it with Kofi Kingston, but, you know, because uh, it was just a generic match. I like that. I, I'll... What do you, let's start. Let's start from the beginning because there's so many things I do want to say about Super Showdown. Go ahead. What? Start from the beginning. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. I don't know. I, you know what the thing is? Baron Corbin's a good worker. I watched that match. I thought Baron Corbin can hold his own in a match. He just sucks. Like his character sucks. He. he I don't like. I don't like anything Baron Corbin after his haircut. <laughs> But he, I'm not oh kidding. Oh, God. Was, yeah, but with hair, he looked horrible. I don't care. He had that dirty, grungy look that yeah. he was, like, sort of a badass. But here's my other question. Then he became the constable, and that was it. Here's my other question. Why, is, why does the show have to start with the universal title match? It's like... Because, because those shows that are so long... You have to start with something that's going to get the fans going. You can't just start with some sort of bullshit match. Yeah. Like, like, this is what WrestleMania has been about now, and big shows. You start with, like, a big, a big, highly anticipated match to get the crowd going right away early. Then you get them in a few matches, mid-carder matches. Then by the time your next, like, you know, like... Time mark is like like let's say the show started at what two o'clock Eastern. Mm-hmm. So by three o'clock, three thirty, you're ready for your next big big event, big match. Yeah, but it's the universal title as a title. It shouldn't be. To me, the WWE title I is the title that, that should be defended. That wasn't last. even the main event. So. No, but that's the thing is that they they shit on the titles now, and and it's something Bruce Pritchard says all the time. The title's just a. Just a prop for the storyline. Yeah, I true. disagree with that. I mean, who am I to say that? You know what I mean? I'm just a pesky-ass fan. Uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard is the, the writer and a, a... He's been in the business forever. Yeah. But I think the title should mean something, man. Like, for example, you know, you had Rock Hogan at WrestleMania 18. And Triple H himself was lobbying for that match to go on last. Yep. And they were like, ah, we can't. It's the title. And that was that was just in 2002 before, you know, the Attitude Era was over. Yeah. And everything started to change again. Mm-hmm. The title meant the title. That's it. Yeah. You know? It either was that or it was when Michaels and Triple H... I mean, uh, Michael, uh, Michaels and The Undertaker wrestled at WrestleMania 25. Yep. And it was Orton and Triple H that had to go out there for the title. You know? Yeah. After uh, a match like that, who the hell wants to watch Triple H and Orton? Because they're already spent, you know? Yeah. But to me, the title has to mean more than that. And they just, that that's the thing, is there's not enough. There's so many championship belts and titles. Yet they diminish those titles by not putting them on last. 
the attraction is the guy, not the title. Yeah, but you know what? The match is <coughs> the, ma- the match was stupid anyway because uh, why? Why do you have to add a stupid storyline about a referee slow count into the thing like to get that match over? It's it doesn't it doesn't need dumb things like that. It's two guys wrestling in a match, and there should be a clear winner or loser or a run-in type situation. Right. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. Well, I'm not sorry, because it's fucking true. Is friggin' that, you know, Brock Lesnar is a waste of money in the bank. Wow. Because, quite frankly, what the hell, when the hell did Brock Lesnar ever need a money in the bank contract to get a title shot? Well, yeah, you're right. Look at, look at, look at Dolph Ziggler. He just came back and all of a sudden he's fighting for Kofi's title. He hasn't been seen in how long? And he's wrestling for Brock Lesnar, or wrestling for Kofi's title yeah. over how many guys on SmackDown that should be number one contender? Yeah. So if Dolph Ziggler can come back and get a title shot, why can't Brock Lesnar? Well, just walk I mean, in? essentially, if you go by the logic of the WWE or what's supposed to be, mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's already owed a rematch. He is. Oh no, because they cut that out. Remember? They cut that out of his, his yeah deal? when they they were. Uh, the McMahons took over, remember? No automatic rematch clause. Got it. Got but it. since Brock is such a, you know, Vince McMahon guy, why is Couldn't he... he just come in and, like, throw his weight around and say, I get a title shot? Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I thought it was cool because uh, at Money in the Bank, it was a nice surprise. You should know you were there. Mm. Did you forget about that? One? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Nah, it's <coughs> stupid though, because you know what? It's it, all those guys in that ladder match yeah. put on a good show, and, and somebody for and, him to just come in and exactly, climb the and he wasn't and even in the match because there, there again is <coughs> there again is WWE making up their own rules. They changed it to a seven man. It's not even that. It's just that. No, that's what I'm saying. What I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah. fucker. <laughs> They changed it to a seven man, and here comes Brock Lesnar. Yeah. That's not cool. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, Balor and Andrade. Ah, oh, Balor. What a complete mess that was. Hundred degree weather. Why the hell are you sticking a dude in face paint? I don't that care. Shit is gonna... uh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor's the man. He, he is my favorite wrestler. Go ahead. Right now. I'll let you have your moment. Got. No, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. For me, Finn Balor, like. He should have had he should have had a prominent universal title run. He is the first universal champion. He should have come back and avenged the, the, the injury and stuff. But at the same time, I feel like it's it's good that he's doing this because years later, years on down, mm-hmm. he'll he'll one day become a champ and you know, he's the Intercontinental Champion and I love that, but you know having him come down as the demon at Super Showdown? Like, I don't know. It just... It was a little too much. We saw it at WrestleMania. It should be a... You know, once in a while thing. I get it. It's Jeddah. I get it. Saudi Arabia, whatever. But... Yeah. You know... doesn't really matter to me what he... What he's dressed in. He's he's a good wrestler, man. He's a good wrestler. He's a good performer. That's what I got for Finn Balor. Finn Balor's good... You know, in anything. Well, the demon's always fun. The entrance, the the mystique around it and all that. But 
you know, um, in Andrade. 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 Yep. You know, he's a good worker, too, like Corbin. And actually, you know, I thought that match was really well done, and there was no reason that couldn't have opened the show. I agree. I agree. I yeah. can agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they complemented each other a lot. Um, they're two good technicians. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrade's got that nice little homage to Eddie Guerrero with the, the, the suplexes. Yes. Um, and they're back and forth, which was good. And it was actually, you know, what was good about that match is that it was back and forth where... PC, too, right? Very, very, like, hype. High yeah. pa- high pace. Yeah. And it w- and even though like it's pretty well determined what the outcome's gonna be when the demon shows up, right. it was actually pretty cool because they were back and forth and it kinda almost seemed like yeah. it wasn't predetermined. Mm-hmm. So So overall I liked that match really well and that that was a good that could have been a great opening match. I can I agree with that. I think uh they're two great workers, they're two they complement each other's styles and um you know Andrade's a bit of high flyer himself, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Finn Balor's a pro; been doing this forever. And um, you're right; they could, that could have. Uh, you make a good case for that match starting the the event. Yes, hundred percent. Do you even want to talk about Shane and no. Roman Reigns? I don't. I really don't. You know why? Because I mean, they, they waste enough time on TV with Shane yeah, McMahon. I don't yeah. need to waste it on this podcast. So, and it's not because he turned heel. He's just not exciting anymore. He's not that same kid that was running around screaming, you know, when he was when he was a, a kid. Mm-hmm. I respect Shane McMahon for for doing the things he does do. I respect him. Yep. But there are a lot of guys on that roster that deserve the spot he's in, and because he's a McMahon and uh, you know a name from the late nineties, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be there wrestling. Roman Reigns and The Miz and, you know, I think he needs to, you know, say goodbye or or maybe, like, take a corner, someone's corner. That's just the way it is for me. Uh, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's, you know, God bless him. Thank God he overcame his uh, illness, and that's great. But God, is he so boring? He's just so boring. It's the same thing every single week, man. Yep. I mean, yeah, let's move on. This is garbage. Because yeah. I don't even want to talk about Drew McIntyre either. I'm so Not sick of that really. guy. I'm so sick yeah. of that guy too. And that's the problem with him. McIntyre is turning into Roman Reigns because they're shoving him down our throats. Yeah. And it's, I, just, I just don't want to see it anymore. You know what's funny about McIntyre, though? I will say this. Uh, he he started out in the WWE as like the like the next <laughs> yeah like, no he was the uh, Vince's... handpicked McMahon yeah, and like was, uh, you know yeah then the chosen one the chosen one yeah. yeah then he left went out to wherever he went you know mm-hmm. won titles and all that and TNA or wherever Impact whatever and came back and came back as you know oh lest we forget three man band. Three man man. But he came back at you know, determined to be better than that and honestly all he's been since he's been back is just an elevated mid carter. Yep. He's not he's not anywhere near status that he could be at. Yeah. He's just an elevated mid carter. He went from being a low mid carter 
to an elevated mid-card. With a couple of world championships in impact between. Wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you want to talk about the Lucha Massacre? No, I don't. Because that's another another thing that's every single week, man. mm -hmm. How many times have they wrestled on TV since Super Showdown? How many times? I'm done with it. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. It was different on Monday because it was an elimination match. Wow. Dude, I'm so sick and tired of it. I'm actually confused about this storyline because I really just don't know what this is truly about. Is this, a, is this like payback for, you know, his racial comments on social media back in the day? This is like his, his punishment or is this just a... But it's making him look like a monster. What what should be punishment is these guys coming out and beating him every week. Yeah. Or is it just him beating up on Mexicans? It's really it's it's is. him beating up on Mexicans, yeah. and I'm sorry to say that, but it's just him beating up on some Mexicans. And it would be different if the storyline was furthered every week. Well, you know the storyline I mean? would be furthered if it was actually in a real feud. But that's what I mean. Is like, you know... There's no story to build on it. It's just a big dude coming out to beat three little dudes up. Mm-hmm. And it's every single week. Good God, do not give him a microphone ever no, again. please don't. This one you'll like. Triple H and Randy Orton. I lost $20. Oh, by the way, I got to give you $20 <laughs> to give to Tommy. Yeah. Remind me before you leave to give you $20 yes. to give to Tommy. Triple H did it. He did the right thing. He owed Orton a victory because Orton has lost so many times to Triple H in their feud. He needed this win, and he got it. Listen. And you know what? I enjoyed this match way more than I enjoyed Batista Triple H at WrestleMania. And I saw that live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's because Triple H got in there with someone who's been working for years mm-hmm. instead of Batista. It was a good... Been, what? No, Batista, who's been, you know, in Hollywood. Yeah, it was a good, uh, like, master versus student yeah. match. And did you notice, like, they kind of, like, did the same things to each other? Like, Triple that H... they would have, yeah. No, like, Triple H worked on Orton's arm. He yeah. slammed it against the steps. Yeah. And then Tr- Orton did his normal, like, stomp against yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. His or you know, his freaking legs and stuff. It was a it was a good match. It was a good match by two incredibly talented veterans. I mean, you know, Triple H owed it to Orton, like you said. I was really pulling for Triple H because I'm a Triple H guy. Mm-hmm. But you're right. He did the right thing. I think Triple H should be close to being on his way out now. Yeah. You know, there's really no there's really nothing else that he needs to do, you know? Yep. Uh Braun and Lashley skipped that crap. Skip Kofi and Ziggler. Good match, man. Really, really entertaining match. I've always been a huge fan of Dolph Ziggler. Me too. I love Kofi Kingston, you know. Kofi's my dude. I love Ziggler though. He's always he's Yeah, always man. Good. I love the matches that they can have. And now apparently they're in a steel cage match for um, right. That's where I was going to go with that there. I'm actually anxious to see where they take their feud because I think that was just kind of like <coughs> the, the start of it. I think that it's good to have a long-running feud for the title, you know? And 
you don't want to have Kofi beat him here and then be done with it and move on. Because now, where does Dolph go from there? Yeah. You know, even if Dolph doesn't win the title, just have him do it. I've got to tell you something. I I was, re- like, you know, obviously, well, I'm not sure if we mentioned, well, we did. We talked about Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar failing to cash in on winning the bank because Seth Rollins got a hold of him. I really thought Brock Lesnar was going to cash in on Kofi Kingston later on. Yeah, no, you texted me. I thought that was like a swerve of the century, Mm -hmm. which would have been cool. It would have been cool. It's not cool that Brock Lesnar holds a title, but it's cool that um, it's something that people probably wouldn't expect. Like super hardcore fans who who know what's going to happen next would predict that. But it's still something that, you know, is a surprise. No one was talking about Brock cashing in on Kofi. He was supposed to cash in on um, on Seth Rollins. Right. And if they had that happen, I thought it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, you know. This is going to lead into the SummerSlam. Seth and Brock. Yeah. And, you know, maybe they'll have him where, like, you know, I'll put my... You know, I'll cash in at SummerSlam, one of those, like, pre premeditated cash-ins. Probably. More than likely. Um, let's skip to the last match. Jeez. <laughs> Yo, man, all I'm going to say is, man, they do not have good look at these shows. Because last year, whatever, Crown Jewel, Kane's mask falls off in the middle of the match. Triple H... Tears his bicep the Royal Alley tour. Oh, and now, that was like, brutal. This is just, I don't know. Uh, I just don't know. Um, Listen. Actually, it was, I'll say this before, uh, before I um, kind of put something on you about, I have a question for you about okay. that. Okay. Well, I, like, it's actually pretty scary. Yeah. Like, that they would put themselves in that situation because, like, Undertaker's tombstone on Goldberg almost, like, crippled him. Mm-hmm. Could have. Goldberg, Goldberg's jackhammer could have crippled Undertaker. You mean Brain Buster? <laughs> and I'm sorry, man. How, how do you be so idiotic to get knocked cold like that? I mean, listen, accidents happen. Yeah. Accidents happen. You want me to? You want me to? You want me to be completely honest with you? Yeah. I didn't hate the match, man. Oh my god! I'm ending this podcast. No, you, please, please listen to me. I didn't hate this match. Watch that match, man. I watch did, it. but watch Twice. the ma- No, listen to me. <laughs> Take away the concussion. <laughs> Take away the concussion. And I think Goldberg had a pretty decent match. Listen, dude. Goldberg for a concussed dude stayed with it. No. No. The jackhammer was awful. Okay? And the Undertaker botching the the tombstone was awful too. Because we saw it and we can see it on TV. And we know. We know. Oh my God. His head's too low. Uh Uh-oh. This is bad. Uh Uh-oh. He hit his head. Uh oh, Goldberg's too loopy. He can't do a, a jackhammer. <clears throat> I think the mistake was Goldberg shouldn't have called for the jackhammer. They should have called an audible there and done something else. 
just had The Undertaker flat out beat him. And that could have set up a rematch. Like, if Goldberg was really knocked loopy, maybe get a spear in, have The Undertaker sit up, choke slam, tombstone, done. Don't even try the jackhammer. If you're not capable of doing it, then don't even try it. Make it a squash. Call it on the fly. Make it a squash. You set up the next match, SummerSlam. Why not? Please, no. Make that a Goldberg squash. Nah. I mean, listen. Are they too old? Yes. Are they past their prime? Of course. Should they not be doing this anymore? Probably. But I really don't think the match is getting enough credit that that minus all that shit that happened with them. You know, I think they, I think at the end of the day, they did what they could. Now, should they have been out there in the first place? Probably not. But you got Jetta money talking, baby. That's a lot of money. And if I'm 52 years old and they're asking me to do that and they're paying me that much money, you got damn right I'm doing it. I'm sorry. Couldn't you did it. see The Undertaker like the comment about him being re- forced to retire because... Instead of putting him in the ring with guys just for the hell of it. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. And you saw his face at the end, right? Yeah, he was pissed. I could see it right there. But it was a good match, according to you. No, dude. Listen, the match was... I think think you're the only one in the planet that thinks I'm not the only one. There are people on my Facebook that said the same thing. You know what? Put it out on your social media. I will. If you can find one person that liked that match... One. Really? One person? All right. Maybe not one. Yeah, like right. five. I'll find five people that like that okay, match. find it. Not Dude, just to listen, say it. Listen, I'm not saying it was a five-star match. It was like... I'm, uh, not saying, I'm not saying it was match of the year candidate. What I'm saying is the match could have been better. The match started off pretty good if you watch it until Goldberg what, got knocked senseless. And then it went kind of downhill. The idiot but knocked even, himself senseless in the locker room. He friggin' headbutted the wall. That's when he got concussed? No, but I'm saying he came out. He had the nice little blood mark on his forehead. That started it. What a friggin' moron. He can't do that crap anymore. He's 50-something years old. All right. But you know what? He's there to do that, man. Like, those two entrances were, like, the part. That's what everyone's there to see. Oh, God. I'm going home. Okay, but you, 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 you're getting mad at me. <laughs> I'm not the guy who put that shit together. Let's talk to the Saudi prince about it. (laughs) Stop. Listen, Saudi prince out there. Yeah. I might get killed. Listen, all right. Stop letting these, stop making these old guys have to wrestle, man. Mm -hmm. It's not worth it for them. It's not worth it for you. Now, now here's another thing. These guys can't hack it and have a match of, of his caliber. He's going to be mad at who? He's going to be mad at the whole WWE as a whole and the performers. You guys couldn't deliver for me. I'm paying you all this money for you to deliver. Stop offering it. Let the guys that can go, go. That's it. You want to have a grand occasion, something spectacular happen? Because nothing really got advanced in in that pay-per-view. Nothing. There was no advancement in any kind of storyline. None, maybe except for no the title Dolph Z- changes. Maybe, yeah, <clears throat> I'm okay with no title changes. Although it sh- there should have been a title change, but I'm okay with no title changes. Um, as long as there's advancement to storyline, I think there's the only no story. real story. 
But I think the only real advancement was Kofi Kingston and and Dolph Ziggler. There's no story give because me, oh, between the Undertaker and Goldberg, there's no story because give me one story in the WWE right now that is actually decent. Bray Wyatt. He doesn't even have a storyline yet. Exactly. Yeah, he's the only bright spot of this place. Hey, listen. You've talked enough. <laughs> All right. You can find your five people, but the other 95% are going to say that All right. it's garbage. Dude, I'm not saying it was a great match again. I'm let not saying you, Let me ask you a question. Right. And this should kind of like foreshadow like what WWE is becoming. Okay. What match... And I'm not even gonna. I, I, if you don't, if you don't say this right off the bat, then I'd be shocked. Okay. What match in WCW was put together that everybody talks about was horrible? I, you got me. They always talk about how bad it was and how they're Hogan Warrior. Thank you. Those two guys the, the were so yeah, past yeah. their prime and so they tried not, to re, they, they tried to recreate they tried to recreate it they tried to they tried they were so not on each other's pages that the match was horrible. <coughs> Greg, and, but, no, no, listen, and the same thing happened with Goldberg and Undertaker. So why is WWE trash talking guys in WWE trash talk that match every damn? person that's been in the business has trash talk that match but WWE is allowed to do the same thing they had great entrances the Warriors Hollywood Halloween Havoc entrance was great so is Hogan's Hogan's entrance is always great Undertaker Goldberg had some great entrances you want to know why Bell wanna, Bell, they wanna, can't get it done do you want to know why the WWE does that why because they're tr- becoming WCW at no, the end no the WWE did that because I bet you there's about 500 million reasons why they did that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all about the cash, my friend. That's it. Mm-hmm. The the Saudi prince paid up. Hey, I need The Undertaker and Goldberg. Do you really think that they were, they were going to do Undertaker-Goldberg at SummerSlam? No, I just think the saying they shouldn't do Undertaker-Goldberg, period. Yeah, but they didn't have much of a choice, dude. Why wouldn't they just do the Sting Undertaker match that they've been talking about for years? Then, if they're gonna freaking stick a fifty-two-year-old man, because Sting retired due to a legitimate so, injury. No, so, but he retired due to. Oh God! Not, listen, listen, listen. The only thing that's missing is putting the Universal Title on a pole. That's that's <laughs> where that's where WWE is heading. Is heading to everything on right. a pole match. Oh. And then, uh, uh, yeah, all right. I get it. Yeah. You're right. You're right there. Yeah, I'm. I'm dying. <laughs> Talking super showdown is killing me. Oh my god! All I'm saying is that match should have been buried in the damn sand of Saudi Arabia, oh along with that fucking twenty four seven title. Holy shit! I like that too. What? Burying it? I like the no. I like the concept of the, of the, the twenty. Oh my god! Dude, they should have put that title. They should have put that title in the battle royal, man. That, yeah, I get it. Some Come of the on. stuff. No, that listen. Been a lot of fun. Listen, the only thing that's making that title anything good is our truth right You now. know what I don't like about that? It looks like 
a retarded title? Yeah, no. The, the what I don't like about the twenty four seven title, the same the same like five or six people are chasing our truth. That's what I don't like. Mm-hmm. And they're all chasing him at the same time. EC three with a cup of coffee in his hand, and the little Australian kid, what's his name, <laughs> with the blonde hair. Oh, Rockstar Spud. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, I forgot his name in WWE. And then, else. and then there, and then you know, you got Cedric Alexander running around there, and and you got you know, hey, Titus O'Neil, and they're all running after him and Jinder Mahal. Hey, there's another title that was just kind of put in the ring for somebody to take. No real prestige behind it. Not that there's much prestige prestige behind a twenty four seven title, but I'm just saying, Mick Foley just kind of threw it in the ring and was like, hey. Come out and battle right, for this. Yeah, whoever grabs it is the first exactly. champ. Our truth is making that title right now. It's the only thing holding. He's making the title, and the, and the presence on social media <coughs> is helping it. But. I like, I like the concept of it. I like the concept of it. I really do. I just don't like the corniness of of everyone being running after him. It's like, it's like our truth runs into an elevator, and everyone's waiting at the door for the yeah. elevator to close, and then they're running after him. Yeah. Like, no. It's just they're not acting the right way. They're not working. It's just not working. Mm-hmm. And the that twenty four seven title could be fun. I I thought it was hilarious. See, instead of everybody running after him, I think we need more of what Jinder Mahal did. Yeah. And sneak attack him on the golf course. You know, and then our truth sneak attack him on the plane. You know what I mean? Like, like, for me, that's what the 24-7 title should be. Not a bunch of fools running around the arena looking for our truth at the same time with a referee by their side. You know? If there was ever a time for somebody to throw a title in the trash again, it's the 24-7 title. European TV title. Yeah. The 48-8 title. That title's horrible. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, maybe that's... maybe we'll do a show about titles. See yeah, who, maybe we which will. titles we like the best. And I think we should we should do a show like that, and like we can talk about our favorite championship match. We could talk about our favorite champion, our favorite reign, our favorite tie, belt. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a cool idea. Probably. Also, another really good idea is, um, you know, we're gonna pick two topics each, or we're gonna pick a topic each. Uh, we're gonna try to do this weekly, but we'll 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 start it next week. But we're gonna each pick a topic. We're gonna prepare a little, you know, knowledge about the topic, and we're gonna prepare a little bit of, you know, like like question. We're gonna get some questions in for, you know, like we'll prepare questions, and I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna call it flip a coin. It's flip a coin time. So. We'll flip a coin. Whoever wins the coin toss gets to present the topic to the person who loses the coin toss. So I let's say I win the coin toss and I decide I'm picking, I don't know, Hogan leaves <laughs> WCW. I have questions for Greg on what he thought about the, the event that happened. And vice versa, but he comes in blind to it. So I think it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool concept. We'll probably do something like that. I got another great one. How about we do a 24-7 topic? 
24-7? Yeah. yeah. Just call me anytime, 24-7, and I'll discuss a topic with you on a podcast. Yeah, how about that? And we'll create a stupid-looking title. We could do Actually, that. you know what? Tonight on SmackDown, the YOLO County oh, yeah, Champion. Right. I like those titles. I like those titles better than the 24-7 those title. Those are fun. Those uh-huh. are fun. Uh, we also... Uh, do you want to give a little sneak peek of the big one that we're going to do? Yeah, Maybe I next, think... Maybe we're going to do it next week. Well, I think we'll record I don't, it I don't know week. if I'm going to do another show with you, but... <laughs> Yeah, why don't you present the sneak peek? The sneak peek? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, you do. It was your idea. All right, it was my idea, so I'll do it. So, we're going to come up with our all-time WrestleMania card. Now, what I mean by that is you get every wrestler that was past, present, future, not not future, but past or present um, ever. And you create a 14-match card. 14 14 matches. You can't use the same person twice. And it's of the wrestler in their prime. And it cannot be a WrestleMania match that has happened. Right. It can't be a former WrestleMania match. So you can't have Rock Hogan in their prime. You can't have Austin Rock in his prime. can't have Savage Steamboat. Are we putting ti- are we putting titles in this card or is it just straight matches? We can assign championships if we'd like. Okay. Yeah, because that I think would coincide with a main event and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay. And you know, we would pick the champion. The champion that we pick would be would have to be like the the status of his reign. You know, so like for an example. Just throwing it out there off the top of my head. Bret Hart, 92, first title reign versus... Don't start. You don't, yeah, know, you don't, know, what's not, you don't know what my card is. You could give away a match in my card. I'm just I saying. Get what you, I understand you the concept. I, mean? I yeah. understand the concept. Like, if my champion is Bret Hart, it's got to be one of his era. One of his, like, championship yeah, eras, you know? Exactly. I don't know your card. What do you mean? I'm just saying, you could spoil it. It could be a spoiler. It was just a, a, an explanation. You know what? It's fine. When we do this show, I actually might bring somebody in as a guest. Yeah. Because I really don't want to sit there and talk to you this whole time. Oh, during who the hell podcast. wants to look at your face either? <laughs> I, I bring another face in. I will. I might. So. All we right. didn't. We didn't grade Super Showdown though. Four. Four. Who's that? Coco Beware. <laughs> Coco Beware. Okay. Nah, if Coco Beware is probably a little lower now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it the lowest of low. I'm giving it the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> From the oh fierce dungeon of doom. I'm that's about. The, a, that's I'm about. Giving, that's about a negative two. I'm giving it the butcher main event of Starcade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. right man. Well, we're piecing out because this song's about done. Dude, we went long for our first show. Exactly. Man. We promised we'll be better. We're gonna take care of all the uh, bugs and crap and all that other stuff. And yeah. Ralph won't be so fidgety next time. Yeah, maybe not. I don't yeah. know, so. Yo, maybe we, <laughs> maybe, we'll, it, maybe it won't be two, 2 o'clock in the morning yeah, next time. Yeah, you know, you gotta fight for, you know. <coughs> what? Fight for your rights of every man? <laughs> Another really cool idea, before we leave, I guess I'll mention it, since the song's playing again. <laughs> By the way, DMX, um, what's my name, instrumental. DMX being from Yonkers, 
fitting way to end the show, you know, right? We'll throw a little, we'll throw a little shout out to some Yonkers. Oh yeah, man. And listen, hey, if, uh, you know, on our Twitter page, if you're from Yonkers, shout us out. Maybe we can set up like a Skype call or something and have you on and talk about how like you like wrestling, you know, we're really going to try our best to, to do this for fans, you know, just casual fans, you know what I mean? Crazy fans like us. Just regular people, you know. We're not we're not here trying to be analytical, even though we kind of we kind of were for the, the yeah. We, we we tossed around a few ideas. We were gonna be serious. We were gonna be like no. villains and put on a show and no. argue back and forth. But you know what? It's more fun just to bullshit. Just to bullshit. Just to and talk. not take it so seriously. No, so no. Um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about our favorite moments, you know, in wrestling mm-hmm. and and just bullshit about it, you know. Yeah. If any message out of this whole <coughs> babbling that Ralph's going on, just stay tuned and stay with us. It's just going to get better and better, and we're going to get better and better. Yes, we are. So, All right. I think we're peacing out because it's about 2 a.m., and <laughs> we're both tired. So, we out. All right. Lockwood, Ralph Verispo. Cross County Kid. All right. We're out. We'll see you next week, next time. I don't know. Look for the look for the show post. Exactly. And Have maybe a good night, maybe everyone. Ralph will know what the fuck he's doing next time. Yeah, maybe. Later. Later.